When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume. Volume. The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> Sports entertainment like no other. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Marinero, what a hockey game tonight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, what you see here is the Foghorn. Should I let it go even though it's a regular season game? And even though it's, uh, you know, it's only one game. Who cares? Let's go. Who cares? Let's go. Who cares? Let's go. I could do that, by the way, because my wife and uh, my son went out for some nachos. Yes, that's right. They went out for some nachos. The Montreal Canadiens were in Detroit tonight, taking on the Detroit Red Wings and trying to snap a losing streak. And they go in there and they get three big goals, one of them by Mike Matheson, one of them by Nick Suzuki. And in overtime, goal, Cole, Caulfield. Uh, Three things are pretty much guaranteed in life. Death, taxes, and uh, Caulfield scoring in overtime when the Canadians make their way to overtime. Doesn't score every game, but it seems to me that he scores more often than not. The Sick Podcast, of course, brought to you in part by Playground, Labita TV, and Energy Transportation Group. And we're going to get to them a little bit later. Man, do I love them. I'm just waiting for former Montreal Canadian George Larac to join me because uh, he doesn't always join me on time. George is a, you know, I love all. Uh, our collaborators. George is a little bit particular. He's a little bit special. Sometimes he comes on. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he's five minutes late. Sometimes he's 10 minutes late. Sometimes he comes on from the car. Sometimes he comes on from the parking lot. Sometimes he's hugging his pillow. And sometimes he's getting even closer to the pillow. Uh, it Anyway, it's I don't want to get too graphic, but, uh, you know, it was it's let me just end it there. I don't want to say too much. But once again, what a big, big game this was. It was fun to watch, eh? And you know what? The biggest of the big tonight for me was Caden Primo. Caden Primo was big for me tonight. He was really, really big. And I'm going to tell you something. That stop that he made in overtime, I want you to think of 
what Caden Primo's career has been thus far at the National Hockey League level. I want you to think of the fact that he's only played his second game this season. The Canadians went with three goalies. He hadn't played in over two weeks. There's been a lot of talk in the city of people that want to put him on waivers. Put him on waivers. Let's go. Just put him on waivers. He gets picked up. He gets picked up. But there are some who said, don't do that. Especially, especially a very, very good-looking Italian man in the prime of his career at his best with this black curly hair. The more water he puts in it, it accentuates the curls. These bluish-green eyes that change color depending on what he's wearing. If he's wearing blue, they look blue. If he's wearing green, they look green. Tan-skinned. Great personality. Very charismatic fellow who has said, why do we have to put him on waivers for? Why? Why can't you just keep him here? It's With all due respect, it's not like they have Vladislav Tretsiak and Ken Dryden. And I'm not saying that he's going to be. All I'm saying is, it's a team that's rebuilding. It's a team who's who has several young players under the age of 25 who have a bright future ahead of them. It takes goalies a little bit longer to develop. Let's see what happens. Why put them on waivers and make another team pick them up for nothing? The Montreal Canadiens are supposed to be stockpiling assets. They're supposed to be keeping their young players. They're not supposed to be getting rid of them, right? And so we'll see what happens with Samuel Montembeau and his contract. We're hearing that his agent is actually asking for many, many years and wants to be paid more than Jake Allen. We'll see how Kent Hughes feels about that. We'll see if there's a taker for Jake Allen, even though we know that his contract just above $3.8 million this year and next year might scare away a few teams, but some teams may, may be desperate at some point. TSN director of scouting, Craig Button, who joins me pretty much every Wednesdays, a couple of weeks ago said, in his opinion, there's a market for Jake Allen. I've told you before on the SICK podcast that the Montreal Canadiens are looking for a goalie. They are looking for a goalie. And so there's already three goalies here, and now they're looking for a goalie. Let's see what happens. But I told you this before, and I'm going to tell you again. I'm not giving up Caden Primo. And I know that one game doesn't make a career, but you watching and you listening also know that if Primo would have sucked tonight, you would have messaged me the way you do on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You email me at Tony at the sickpodcast.com and you tell me, Tony, stop being the president of the Caden Primo fan club. He's not good. I get a lot of those. Now, I'm not going to lie to you either. I'm no longer the president of the Caden Primo fan club, but I am still on the bandwagon. Always have been. And with this particular situation of where the Canadians are in phase two of the rebuild, they're turning the corner and considering who they have as other goalies, I don't see the rush to part ways with Primo, 
to either put him on waivers or trade him. I don't get it. I never got it. And I got to tell you that after tonight's game, I feel pretty good about my opinion now, even better, because I'm encouraged by what I saw. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't think the Detroit Red Wings are the Soviet Union either, right? This is not the Red Wings of the, the – these are not the Red Wings of, uh, of, of, of Scotty Bowman coaching the Red Wings. It's not the, the Red Wings of Iserman and Fedorov and Nicholas Lidstrom. It's not the, the Red Wings of uh, Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg and Brendan Shanahan and Brett Hall and all those guys. It's not. They're an average team. But you know what? The Canadians, they had lost in Vegas. They had lost in Arizona. They had lost in St. Louis. They lost at home versus Tampa. They weren't playing good. The Vegas game was a good game, but they lost it. But their last three losses, they didn't look good. As a matter of fact, they lost three games to three teams that had played the night before, who were playing two games and two nights. And the goalies, Montembeau looked good last game when he came in for Allen, who gave up four goals in the first period, all four in about, like about 13-minute span. This was big. And I, I'm going to get back to what I was going to say about Primo, and then I just went off on a whole big tangent and stuff like that. Considering his career, and I don't even know if I said this, I'm so rattled, I'm, so, I, I'm pretty excited about this one. I don't even know why. For the most part, I wanted to lose, and I want a top-five pick again. But I can tell you this. Once again, considering his career, considering everything that's going on, considering the uncertainty, considering some fans want to put him on waivers, considering others wanted him traded, considering the fact that there's a there's there, he had kind of been like discounted, right? Yeah, uh, you know what? But Marty Saint Louis was asked like about like six times today, why are you starting Caden Primo? And at one point, you had to look at members of the media. Guys, guys, we're starting him because we're starting him. All right, and then everyone, ooh. ooh. Everyone started to calm down because then Marty was Marty was starting to flip out a little bit. Marty can get a little bit intimidating that way. Nice guy, but don't get him upset. Right? They kept on, you know, why, 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 why? Because why? Because he's got to play at some point. What do you mean? Why? They, they Once again, they, they make it sound like they have Dryden and Tretziak and, and, and Primo is mid-speed, so he can't play because the other two guys are amazing. The fact of the matter is, is Jake Allen, good goalie, played over his head at one point. Now, as of late, he went back down to normal. When he went back down to normal, the Canadians started losing games. They couldn't sustain what they were doing. Montembeau has been up and down this season. Hasn't been able to, you know, run with it. So Caden Primo gets his opportunity. He's got to play sometime. And the Montreal Canadiens host the Boston Bruins on Saturday night. And then they host the Vancouver Canucks on Sunday night. And then they play a couple of days after that. And then they play a couple of days after that. So if you take a look at tonight's game versus the Red Wings on a Thursday night, so then Boston on Saturday, then Vancouver on Sunday. By the time they play Vancouver, it's going to be three games and four nights travel, including going from Detroit, of course, to Montreal. Then after, it's going to be like four games and six. Then it's going to be like five games and eight. Hey, you have three goalies here. Three quarters of the city has criticized the Canadians for having three goalies here. You, you have three goalies. Now you have all these games coming up. This is the time to use them. And they use them. Good. It's the right decision. And by the way, if you thought that Primo was the weaker of the three, and maybe he is, because, of course, it's a small sample that we've been given here or that he's he's shown us, isn't it normal that he plays versus Detroit? 
instead of playing versus Boston or Vancouver? And I'm going to tell you right now, as good as he was tonight, they're not coming back with him on Saturday night. And I predict that Montembeau will play on Saturday night, and I predict that Jake Allen will play on Sunday night. And that's the way they're going to share the workload for the next couple of games here. Do we have George Larrakis? What in the world is going on? Do I got to reach out to him or what? What's the story here? What's the story? And Yellow Sammy, it's been a while since I brought you on camera. Let's go. I'm in one of those moods tonight. I wipe out of love. By the way, I open up the phone lines right now. one 585 sick one 585 Agnello. What's happening? Open up the phone lines right now. They're open. What's going on with George Larac? We try reaching him. We can't reach him. You can't reach him? No. Nope. Maybe he's uh, he's paying tribute to uh, Dr. Mulder and the great career that he had very, because, of course, they were, they were you know, the, the, the alumni were paying tribute to him. But, I mean, I, I texted him yesterday. I said, George, are we good? 10 o'clock game? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. We're good. Okay, why why is he always late for my, Am I late for his show? Hold on. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I want to see who's okay. calling now. Who's this? Yeah. One minute, please. Yeah, one minute. Sick podcast. A sick podcast. You see, he knows how to eat sick podcast. That's the answer. Sick podcast. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. For a second there, I just said hello. Sammy's laughing. Okay, you ready for calls? Let's go. Yeah, yeah what? We have calls now? Or what's the story? Yeah, we have calls. We have what calls. are we doing today? We're taking calls all night or what? Whatever you want to do, man. It's your never show. mind. Never mind, George Larac. If he calls in, tell him it's too late. Forget about it. It's over. We'll send him home. I agree. Why does he keep doing this? But by the way, I'm on his radio show weekdays at 1240. Weekdays at 1240. I don't call him at 1.15 or 1.20 in the afternoon and say, by the way, I'm here. You know what I do? I log on at 12.25. I'm logged on 15 minutes before, ready to go. I think but tomorrow that, you should make him panic a bit. Tomorrow I'm going in studio. Hey, you know what? He could be the way. He's a busy guy. I'm not as busy as him. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's hey, go. Listen to me. The days of me having a program director, okay, they ended. May 27, 2022, when I walked in after my show and said, no easy way to say this, but I'm handing in my resignation. And he went like this in the chair. <laughs> that way, the days of having a program director are over. So don't tell me what to do in Yellow Cavallaro. There's a reason why you're in that chair and I'm in this chair. With the flower here, huh? with Gila Flat. <laughs> The only person who could tell me what to do is Sammy Cavallaro because he brings in seven figures and you work for him. That's Sammy, right. what do you want me to do? Calls. Calls. Well, let's get to the calls right now. one 585 sick one 585 Marinaro, I'm feeling it. Bring it. Let's go, Montreal. Give me a call. Agnello Cavallaro, where are we going exactly? You call. You call. 
presented by Playground. You call, presented by Playground, indeed. And by the way, remember the date. I want you to remember the date. Saturday, December 16. Agnello, Sammy, and I have been telling you that we want to get together with you, our sick army, you, our sick community, that have been with us since day one and have been growing exponentially every day, every week, every month, and every year to make this the sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast in the world. We want to get together with you because we want to be able to put a face to a name. We want to shake your hand. We want to give you a hug. We want to give you a kiss. We want to hang out with you. We want to break bread with you. We want to have a beverage with you. We want to watch the Habs game with you. And we're going to do all of that on Saturday, December 16th at playground the montreal canadians host the new york islanders we're gonna watch the game together we're gonna eat together we're gonna drink together we're gonna play the slot machines together when it's all said and done marinero i'm going to give you a live edition of the sick podcast and put on a show like you've never seen before unless of course you went to see jlo she puts on a pretty good show chris what's going on hello yes sir hey tony how are you very good how are you I'm good. It's uh, good. Nova Scotia here. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome. Um, lovely show. Um, I'm from the UK, but I've been living in Canada about six years now, and um, Habs fan. I went to my first game last year, so um, love Montreal and love the city and love the team. Um, just wanted to talk about the goaltending situation. Do you think Ken Hughes is in the market for shopping one of these keepers to Carolina or potentially Edmonton, and then? do what Kent always does and try and pick up draft stock. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know where he's planning on shopping a goalie or two goalies, but I know that he's looking for a goalie and I know that he's trying to trade a goalie. So, you know, the usual suspects will come up. Some of the names, of course, Edmonton's name will come up because they're a usual suspect that needs a goalie. They're not the only team. Some would say the Tampa Bay needs a goalie in the meantime. I think they're okay in that regard, but I don't know who he's talking to. I don't know who he's planning on shopping his goaltenders to. I don't know if he's going to end up making a deal, but I do know that he did want to add a goalie up until a couple of days ago. If Caden Primo's performance tonight makes some change his mind in terms of acquiring another goalie, that I don't know, but I am willing to bet that they are ready to part ways with a goalie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then the other thing I just kind of wanted to just kind of an observation. I listen to the show a lot, watch the show a lot, um, try to watch the Habs a lot, obviously being out here in Nova Scotia, we're an hour ahead. Um, but like Sofkowski, um, I think when he was playing on that line with Dark, not only was Dark like his line mate, I, I feel like Dark was almost like his big brother. And I feel like yeah. he lost his way and lost his big brother a little bit. And like almost like a mentor. And I look at like the... I look at that team that they have youngsters like Justin Barron, uh, King Gooley, um, Kirby Dark, um, a lot of these Suzuki and Colton in the American system. They all played in that world junior kind of <clears throat> also same sort of age. And I, like I say, I think he not only did he, he was a leader from the team and like a solid player who was on the rise. I generally think Schlaff lost his way with his, like his brother, basically. 
So, Listen, uh, Kirby Doc uh, was playing real good hockey when the season started, and he just seemed primed to having a very, very good season. He came on last year in the second half of the season. He has this untapped potential. He's got a real nice ceiling. Let's not forget that this guy was drafted third overall in his draft year. Some believe because of his size, his package, his overall tools, that he probably has what it takes to be a number one centerman. Unfortunately for him, he's been hit with some really bad luck. In my opinion, the evil eye is probably on this guy. And don't be surprised if I pick up the phone over the next couple of days, call Marilena Lentini and ask her to remove the Malocchio off of Kirby Doc. Thank you, Chris, for the phone call. The phone lines are still open at one 585 1-888-585-7425. Renee, Renee, what's going on? Tony, you're excited tonight. Hey, I am excited, yes. <laughs> it's about time they won. I was getting a bit depressed. Uh, no, don't get depressed, my friend. At the end of the day, no, it's no, just no. a hockey game, and no, it's just a hockey team. It's yeah. not worth it. No, no, I'm just joking. I, I don't mean it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you so I used to look at life a certain way, and then I ended up meeting yeah. Agnello and Sammy Cavallaro. And you know what they tell me every time I talk to them every day? Because we talk six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day, and we end up seeing each other a couple of times per day, or sometimes a couple of times per week. You know what they end up saying to me every time we see each other? Every day is a good day. Renee, every day is a good day. Great game tonight, man. Great game. Life is a gift. It was a great game. Michael Matheson scored a big goal. He who has been struggling over the last little while. We were wondering if he's not a hundred percent. I still think part of him is hurt, but he went barred down. Big goal by him. Big. Oh, for sure. I, I just hope uh, I'm off to uh, San Jose in a couple of weeks. Here. I hope they win that in San Jose. You're off to San Jose in a couple of weeks. I know exactly when that game is going to be. That's going to be yeah, Thanksgiving Thursdays in the States. It's going to be on the Friday at 3.30 in the afternoon, correct? Yeah, I hope they win, and uh, I hope we win 10-1. to well, oh, 10 to 1. You not only want to win, you want 10 to 1. You you want 10 goals. Yeah, no, exactly. That's a big trip for me, so it's going to be awesome. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, two uh, fans who were in attendance tonight, Ms., yeah. um, Mrs. Uh, Suzuki and Mrs. Caulfield, they were actually, they put a picture up on social media, and I reposted, and I said, that's a couple of happy moms tonight because Nick got one, Cole got one, and the Montreal Canadiens won the game. So a big night for the Suzukis and the Caulfields. And by the way, if awesome. we can, and thank you, Renee, for your phone call. I appreciate it. Let's bring up the lines in tonight's hockey game if we can. Is there any way we can bring up the lines and we get out of this whole, this whole – there we go. Look at that. Suzuki was separated from Caulfield and played with Newhook on his left and Anderson on his right. Dvorak took Suzuki's spot in between Caulfield and Slavkowski. Monaghan, Pearson, and Gallagher. Evans with Army on his right and Pazette on his left. Matheson, Barron, Guli, Kovacevic, Jackai, Harris. So the changes in this hockey game is that, of course, Suzuki and Dvorak switch spots there. And uh, Jordan Harris was not Michael Matheson's defense partner. It was Justin Barron. And, of course, Caden Primo was in goal. Other things we should bring up, if we can bring up uh, the score sheet, uh, the goals in the first period, the second period, the third period, and all that stuff. Here we go. Uh, here we have it. Okay, so Michael Matheson scores 
seven minutes and two seconds in for the Red Wings. It's Fisher in the second. And then Suzuki in the third gives the Canadians a 2-1 lead, a power play goal assisted by Matheson and Monaghan. Uh, kind of get the feeling that uh, Reimer would like to have that one back as it went through some traffic, yes, but beat him short side. Comfer scores to tie the game at two, and uh, Cole Caulfield scores the winner in overtime on a power play. The Montreal Canadiens, assisted by Suzuki and Matheson, the four players on the ice in overtime, Suzuki, Matheson, Caulfield, and Sean Monaghan, who was screening the goalie, a big night for Alex Burroughs. I don't know how he's done it, but he's turned it around. Talk about feeling the heat and feeling the pressure. The Montreal Canadiens have themselves a pretty good power play. They scored two big power play goals tonight. Good for you, Alex Burroughs. The Canadiens go two for five on the power play, and the Detroit Red Wings go 0 for 4. 29 were the shots for Detroit. 26 were the shots for the Montreal Canadiens. Back to the phone lines we go at one 585 sick one 585 Where are we going in yellow and Sammy? Where are we going? It doesn't matter if you tell me where we're going. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Toby from Pierrefonds. Toby from Pierrefonds. What's going on at Pierrefonds tonight? Uh, we're walking the dog tonight. I heard you needed a replacement for Larac, so I, I decided to call. Good for you. Good for you. Wait till I get a hold of him. You know what I'm going to do to him? Uh, probably not much. He's pretty big. You're, you're right about that. I'm going to do absolutely nothing. I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to shake his hand. and say, hey, Nice to see you, George. And I'm going to give him a hug. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, Toby? Tell me. Man, I wanted to talk about the amazing bounce back by Matheson tonight. Wow. Matheson was good tonight. Matheson has been um, a shell of himself. Let's put it that way, to be kind. He has been a shell of himself in the last couple of weeks. He's been a giveaway machine. He's been a liability defensively. And I don't know if something was wrong. It kind of looked like it. He was asked if something was wrong. And he said, no, 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 nothing's wrong. I'm fine. Uh, He responded like a champion tonight. 27 minutes and 56 seconds was his time on ice. He had five, count them, five shots in this hockey game. One goal, two assists, three points. He was a plus one. Michael Matheson was arguably, and I'll say arguably, the best player in the hockey game tonight. The best player in the game was Matheson. I mean, the way he was attacking on the boards, like the movement he had today, he had jump in his step. It wasn't even close to the other, like, maybe three, four games. So the I movement, the movement. Happened. Yes, the movement. I mean, You're right. I'm so happy he made that switch. Somebody, whoever talked to him, amazing. I'm so happy for that. Good for you, man. Good for you for pointing on Matheson because I find that what we do nowadays is we'll always talk about when it goes bad, but when it goes good, we don't bring it up. You know, you're right. Michael Matheson was unbelievable for the Canadians tonight. And by the way, once again, I'll say it again. How about Caden Primo, who had a save percentage tonight of 931? 931! He stepped up. I was really, really proud to see that. Yeah. Playing in his home state. Yeah, pressure. I think I think he's uh, he's ready to take the next step. What kind of dog do you have exactly? Uh, it's a mix. It's a Chihuahua slash uh, Dachshund. So it's like this little cute thing. Oh really? Eh? I like those cute little dogs. Yeah. 
and uh, usually take a walk at around this time at night, like give or take close to 10.30 p.m. You take a walk or what? Right after, right, usually right after a hockey game. I never catch you live because I got yeah. the, uh, the dog out, put the kid, you know, I got a kid at home, can't be too loud, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. And you do uh, that throughout the entire winter months as well, December, January, oh, February, yeah. March? Oh, yeah. I watch the hockey games, take the yeah. dog out in the mornings. I listen to you. For the from the next day, that's that's my my schedule. You know, I I, well, working, I thank you. you. I thank you very much for your support. I very much appreciate that you are listening to me and have followed you me over on this platform. You thank you very much. Job. I want to let you know that I appreciate you getting me on the show. Yeah, uh, honestly, Sammy and uh, and Yellow, awesome yeah. job you guys are doing on the back end as well. Toby. thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I absolutely love my job. I think it's the best job in the world. And when I wake up in the morning, I whistle because I can't wait to get started with my job and tackle it. So thank you for feeling the passion and thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. All right, there's Toby. Let's go back to the phone lines at one 585 one This is the Montreal Canadiens podcast. We're an all Montreal Canadiens podcast and we talk Montreal Canadiens as good or better than anyone else in the world with our collaborators like Eric Engels, Maxim Lapierre, Craig Button, George Lorac, Grant McCagg, Simo the Snake Boisvert, Mike Johnson, Anthony Martineau, Marc-André Perrault, Philippe Boucher. Uh, the list goes on and on. There they are. We're talking Montreal Canadiens, and we are Montreal. This is Montreal. You're watching the podcast. You're listening to the podcast. You can feel, you know that I was born and raised Montrealer. I grew up with the Bleu Blanc Rouge. I grew up with Guy Lafleur. Marco, what's going on? Yes. Yes, sir. How's it going? Very good. How about you? Good, thank you. You're very welcome. What's going on? What do you tell me? Bring it. So, so, so Tony, let me let me talk to you. So, talking about goalies tonight, we seem to be hot about goalies. Yeah. Kent is a businessman, stockbroker, right? Correct. That's what I've called him, the stockbroker. If you were in his chair, courtier de investissement. If you were in his chair, Monty yeah. wants long term. What would you give him? And how much? I'm not giving Samuel Montembeau a five-year deal. No, I like right? him. Because yesterday he's, we talked about five-year deal. I like he him. He's proved me wrong. The first time I saw him play with the Montreal Canadiens, this guy's not an NHL goaltender. I was wrong. He's an NHL goaltender. He is. 100%. But I think him asking for the five-year deal or his agent asking for the five-year deal, obviously, yeah. it's, it's to get a tremendous amount of security. I wouldn't chance it. You know, like the, the, the long-term deals. Look, Josh Anderson's got a long-term deal. He signed a seven-year deal with the previous general manager, Mark Bergevin. And now we're looking at that contract saying, oh, my God, how many more years left? Brendan Gallagher had signed a six-year deal with Mark Bergevin. Now we're looking at the contract. Oh, my God, how many more years are left? Nick Suzuki yeah. signed an eight-year deal. Cole Caulfield signed an eight-year deal. That's okay. They're the core of the team. They're the two best offensive players on the team or two of the best three offensive players on the team. They are a slam dunk. They are a sure thing. Suzuki's one day is going to pick up one point per game, and Cole Caulfield one day is going to end up scoring 50 goals in a season. But Samuel Montembeau one day will do what exactly? Will Samuel Montembeau one day be a guy who picks up 40 wins? I don't know. 
Will he one day be a guy who's going to have a safe percentage of 925? I don't know. Will he one day be a guy who's going to have a goals against average of 220? I don't know. So I'm still a little bit undecided. So I'm not going to give a five-year deal to a guy that I call, I don't know. I'm not doing that. Exactly. I like him. So how much at this point right now he needs to be signed? But what would you give him and how much? Three-year deal? That's good. How much? Same contract that Allen has. Ooh, 3.8. If I give him a three-year deal, maybe. But if I give him, you know, he wants a five-year deal, maybe I won't even give him that much. He's still relatively unproven. Let's be honest here. That might even be too much. I haven't really even given him much time to think about it. But I'm not giving him. You know, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. You ready? I'm going to tell you something. Get ready for this one, okay? If you're not ready yet, brace yourself, okay? Tell me when you're ready. My seatbelt's on. Okay. Here goes. Mm-hmm. David Savard. Samuel Montambo. Mm-hmm. Rafael Arvi Pinar. Mm-hmm. Those are the players who are from La Belle Province from the province of Quebec. His agent is probably saying, Sam, they don't have a number one goalie in Montreal. Primo's not going to be the guy. Allen's not going to be the guy. And having players from the province of Quebec is very important to the Montreal Canadiens because you know what? When the members of the media are going to ask to speak to somebody, they're going to want to speak to you every now and then. And you could become a fan favorite because you are and good as she knew. And because of that, We're going to try for the five years, and we're going to see. Maybe they might give it to us. Well, sometimes they do, because when Jonathan Drouin came over, and I know we're talking about a different player in a different position, right? Mm -hmm. What did they do? Mm -hmm. What did they do? They signed them to a six-year deal, $33 million before he played his first game. They actually brought the contract to the press conference. You know what that was all about? It was all for optics. It was all for television. It was all for PR. It was all so all sure. the people they got the Chinooks. Do you understand? So his agent is probably saying, Sam, I think we can get five years because yeah. the only guys that are really Quebecois francophone, francophone Quebecois is Arvi Pinard and is David Savard and is you. But now we're dealing with businessmen, like we said. We're dealing with businessmen, guys who have ruled all emotions out here. We're we're dealing with Jeff Gordon, who's the CEO of a big company. Like, this guy's on Wall Street, right? And can't use, who's a stockbroker. But, T, you're not not dealing with Mark Bergevin anymore. You're dealing with Ant Hughes. Marco, you've been hurt. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. You call back anytime. You sound like a good guy to me. Marco. And NDG back at 1 585 7425. 1 585 7425. This is a Montreal Canadiens post game show tonight on the Sick Podcast with me, Marinaro. 
Victorio is in Villa Sal. Victor! How are we, Tony? I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, what's your uh, last name exactly? Do I know you? Seeing as you're from Villa Sal, we know each other or what? What's what's the story here? Uh, I've never seen you in Villa Sal, but you, uh, I did really? see you at uh, LSHL. Oh, you saw me at a LSHL. Yes, yeah, Zach Fucali's league, of course, yeah. So you saw me there at hockey, etc. Yeah. Cota Lias Service Road. But you live in yeah. LaSalle. I live in LaSalle. We never bumped into each other in LaSalle. No, no, no. Very unlucky on my part. I hear you. This is what you're going to do. This weekend, I'm going to spend a lot of time in LaSalle. Okay? I want you to go out. I want you to go here, there, and everywhere. Keep your eyes open. Look for a very good-looking person, better-looking than other fellow LaSalois. Best-looking in LaSalle. I think so. Go I ahead. Vito, go ahead. Vito, Vito, go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah. well, I guess uh, when everyone looked at the lineup, I guess everyone thought, like, the big thing was Caden Primo, but I thought the big thing was, like, uh, how St. Louis changed the lines. And personally, at first, I didn't like it. But after watching the game, I thought... Uh, why Why didn't you like it exactly? Why? Okay. Huh. And firstly, like, I feel like uh, like the, mm. the whole fan base is not ne not necessarily turning on Slavkovsky, but, like, we're going towards the wrong direction. And with someone like Slavkovsky, who's a new prospect into the league, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're very... It's very, like, uh, gentle. It, it, you have to be very soft with new prospects. And we've seen, like, in the past... Mm -hmm. Turn prospects, and they kind of don't pan out well. And I feel like, um, uh, like the whole fan base saying to bring him down. I'm not necessarily against it, but if you're going to slap, if you're going to like slap head, he surely like, uh, well, why would they want to send me down? Do they not believe in me? Okay, but but hold on, but I I, I I understand. Okay, I understand everything you're saying. Okay, I need you to think about this. Okay, Montreal, there's nothing to hate about Slavkovsky. No. He's their first-round oh. pick. He's first overall. He's tall. He's good-looking. He has an infectious smile. He's a nice kid. He's genuine. He's innocent. He's got a nice personality. He's obviously a good hockey player. He's playing in the best hockey league in the world and was at the age of 18. There's nothing to hate. So anyone who tells you he's hating on Safkowski, he's hating, he's hating, he's hating, it's all stupidity. Anybody who tells you yeah. that, is either the biggest fanboy in the world or is just someone who I I, I don't know. The, 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 forget about this hate stuff. There's there's no one in Montreal who hates Slavkovsky. It doesn't exist that. No, I, there's, I, there's yeah, some who have yeah. an opinion that he should be here, and there's others yeah. that have an opinion that he should be in Laval. The ones that say he should be in Laval don't hate him or like him less than the ones who say that he should be here. They're just taking a look at what he's doing, how much he's producing or how much he isn't, taking a look at what's going on in their opinion, formulating an opinion, because the beauty of sports is that everyone has an opinion and there's no right or wrong. There's just opinions. That's it. And those who want to see him go down believe that he'll benefit from going down. It's not a question of hate. Like tonight, for example, tonight, for example, it's different ways of looking at it, okay? Personally, I think Slavkovsky was okay tonight. He didn't look yeah. out of place. 
I don't think he looked great. I don't think he looked terrible. I thought he was okay. 16 minutes and 37 seconds, zero goals, zero assists, zero points. He was even. Two shots on goal. He had a hit. I thought he was okay. I don't have anything or one shot on goal in the head. I don't have, uh, pardon me, it was 13-17. 13-17. So I thought he was okay, right? But now, Gallagher played more than him. Suzuki played more than him. Newell played more than him. Anderson played more than him. Caulfield played more than him. Dvorak played more than him. Pearson played more than him. Evans played more than him. And Monaghan played more than him. So you're playing with 12 forwards. And so basically, only two players, Armia and Pozzetta, played less than Slavkovsky tonight. So whether, you know, wherever you, no matter where you sit on, on, no matter where you are here with this whole Slavkovsky thing, the fact of the matter is the stats indicate, and in this case, the stats is the time on ice, that Marty St. Louis, in a very, very tight game that was decided by one goal, the Canadians won in overtime, felt that nine players gave nine forwards gave him a better chance to win than Slavkowski tonight. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if that's the way we want to do it, his second year, out of all the forwards, he has less ice time than every forward with the exception of about two. If that's what you think is best for his development, there's another bunch of, there's another sector of fans that think that if he goes to Laval and he plays on a line with Leah Sanderson and Joshua Roy and he plays 20 minutes and he gets more ice time than any other player down there, first line minutes, first line, first wave of the power play, chances are he's going to put up points that they believe he's going to be better off. Now, I said keep him with Suzuki and Caulfield for 10 games. Let's see what happens. He didn't have Suzuki tonight, but he did have Caulfield. Let's still give him a little bit more time. I didn't think he was terrible tonight. I didn't think he was great. I thought he was okay. Marty St. Louis thought there were nine other forwards that gave him a better chance to win. Yeah, it was just I didn't like the the changing of the lines because I just wanted him to get a good like 10, 15 game run of him with Caulfield and Suzuki and see what and, and like show the fan base of what he can really do. Because I mm-hmm. think he's not even a caliber player with Suzuki and Caulfield, but I don't think he's gotten that opportunity with Anderson. That that's just what I think. Appreciate taking the time. Right. Thanks so much. Kev McCart. Joe Thornton, nine points for a season, he says. Nine points. Actually, Kev, he had seven points for a season. Not nine, seven. Seven points in 55 games. Three goals, four assists, seven points. His second season, he had 41 points in 81 games. His third season, he had 60 points in 81 games. His fourth season, he had 71 points, 68, 101. And uh, the rest is history for Joe Thornton. Back to the phone lines we go. James in Montreal. James, what's going on? Hey, Tony. How's it going? Very good. How are you? I'm excellent. Tony, uh, can I... I know this is your show. Can I just 
shift away from the, the, the slappy, tappy talk. I want to talk about the, the goalies. I want to talk about Caden Primo. Is that okay? It's definitely okay. And can I just add something? James, yeah, this okay. is your show. This show belongs to the fans. This doesn't belong to me. There's only one I, day I'm going to say I, 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 There's only one day I'm going to say it belongs to me. I can't miss a podcast. Yeah, no, and I thank you, and I appreciate that. But this show belongs to the fans. There's only one day I'm going to say that the show belongs to me. Ask me when that is. When is that? When Daniello and Sammy are going to sell it for $50 (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I love that answer. Go Uh, ahead. Go ahead, James. Let me tell you, listen, uh, I'm a goalie. I've been a goalie for, you know, since I was three years old, I think. Listen, Caden Primo played an excellent game tonight, okay? Um, I have to say... I feel a butt coming. Well, no. I mean, this season, are we, are we not in accord by saying uh, this is a transition sheet? Like, we've been talking about this for like two years now, right? Phase two of the rebuild. We've turned the corner. Right, right, right. Let's just let... Caden Primo play the game. I know every. I know what you're going to say, Tony. You're going to say, yeah, but we can't put him in a losing situation. Do you remember Carey Price? I have no problem with Caden Primo playing a ton of games. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Oh, my God. That makes, that gives me so much pleasure hearing you say that because I talked to my friends and they're all like, no, you can't put Caden. Were you kidding me? You have to put him in, in situations like this. I've been a goalie my whole life. Hey, goalies do not look at the win-loss ratio. I know this is statistics, NHL statistics, et cetera. We, I know this, okay? But goalies do not look at this. They, they look at their own individual play. Goalies are, are such individual, I don't know how to say this. It's, it's like a, it's an entity in, on its own. Uh, I would give this year, like this year, I'd give him... Half the fucking game. Sorry, half the game. No, don't worry about it. This is not radio. We're not going to mute you out. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, and that's what I love about your podcast. Yeah, no censorship. Let's go. Say whatever you want. Just don't touch my mother. Well, it's, it's no, no. Yeah, no, we don't go there. We don't go there. We don't go to mothers. We say whatever you want. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we definitely don't touch mothers. But I'm just saying, Kate needs to, you know, I just think back to Carrie Price, what, 2014, 2015, 2016. Like he was, even I, I am, I'm guilty of this. I, I was like, man, he's never going to be a, are you kidding me? He is a Hall of Famer today. James, for uh, me, it's a very simple conversation that needs to be had between you and I here and everyone watching. And this is the way I see it. And this is the way I look at it. And you tell me what you think after I'm going to say what I'm going to say. It all comes down to two different scenarios for me. Either you decide Caden Primo over Samuel Montambo and Primo plays the games. Jake Allen will be his goalie partner. He'll be there to show him the ropes and he'll be there to be a good veteran. Or you end up trading Jake Allen and Caden Primo and Samuel Montambeau, who still haven't hit their respective ceilings, will battle it out 
a la Olmark and Swayman at a lower level because they're go. a lesser caliber, of course. And you get that internal competition going. But in either scenario that I'm giving you, Caden Primo is here. And the reason why Caden Primo is exactly. here is because the sample size that we've seen yet for me is not big enough or conclusive enough for me to want to get rid of them for absolutely nothing. And you know what? If they had two big-time goalies, I would say, okay, maybe I understand. If they were going for the Stanley Cup this year, I would say I understand if you wanted to part ways. Yeah. But they don't have two big-time goalies. They're not going for the Stanley Cup. They're in phase two of a rebuild. And it makes no sense to get rid of the youngest goalie that they have of the three who hasn't yet had an opportunity to show what he can do. We don't know what his potential is yet. We don't know what his ceiling is yet. Why would we get rid of him for? Why would we get rid of him? Why would we get rid of him? For what? For what? What are we going to get in return? Yeah. Primo today. Like, let's try him out, man. Can we not try him out? Try him out. Let, let try him, him out. He needs to. He needs to live the experience. He needs to like. Okay, we all talk about pressure. Yes, the Montreal pressure. I get it. I get it. Hey, that's what a goalie's like. The jewel of a goalie is pressure. You're the sixth player on the ice. Are you kidding me? You live with pressure all the time. Hey, the other day, uh, 4-0, we take out Jake Allen. We, we, we put uh, Motabo. What are you kidding me? Uh, Motabo has no pressure. It's already 4-0. L- let me just play my game. Of course he looks good. Of course he looks And I'm not taking any away from Motabo. He played an excellent, excellent game. Excellent game. But you know what I mean? Goalies are an entity on their own. And I think, unfortunately, I love my face anyway. I love him. I love him to death. Mateo I love him too. I think I unfortunately, too. Yeah. doesn't understand the, the the essence of 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 goaltending. And you know, in the end, it's it's his it's his staff's job to you know to step up and and say what what do you think? What well, I do. say this. I say this. Eric Remo, the goalie coach, he deserves he deserves credit for working with. Yep. Um, for working with uh, Primo the way he has been because it's his Absolutely. job to make sure Absolutely. that he gets Primo ready. You know how hard it is when you go two, two and a half, Absolutely. three weeks without playing games, and then you got to come in. Meanwhile, the team has lost four games in a row, and there's all kinds of pressure on you. And not only is there pressure on you to make the team win, but you're feeling that pressure of having to establish yourself. You're feeling that of pressure course. that, you know what, one bad goal, you're thinking you're going on waivers or they're going to trade you. Yeah. So yeah. win-win for everybody. Absolutely, and you know what? It's, yeah, um, it's like Caden is in the worst situation possible. I have to admit, he's in the worst situation. Just let him, let him play, man, because you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Well, it's a difficult situation because they're not a very strong team. Because not only are they not a very strong team, a team that finished fifth last last year they're without kirby doc for the rest of the season david savard is out michael matheson probably has not been playing at a hundred percent so it's difficult in that respect the canadians are not a powerhouse but it's a good situation in a way because he's here he's facing nhl shooters every day at practice he's got he's in an nhl facility 
He's got some good people around them. They got the good development team around them. The goalie coach is working with him. He's got two goaltenders other than him who are being pretty supportive of his situation. Once again, there is no clear cut number one in the team. There's no clear cut number two. It's a healthy competition that's going on. And you know what? Uh, it worked out tonight. He looked absolutely great. James, thank you for the phone call. And once again, this is your show. It's only going to be my show when Agnello and Sammy are ready to sell. Up until then, uh, it's your show. Going. It belongs to the Sikh Army. It belongs to the Sikh community. And I hope, I hope I get to see you on December 16th when the Canadians play the New York Islanders. And we are all going to playground and we're going to watch the game from there, from playground. We're going to eat. We're going to drink. We're going to talk. We're going to laugh. We're going to play the slots. We're going to watch the game. I'm going to go on with the sick podcast right after the game, which I don't normally do on Saturday nights, but I'm going to do it on that night. So thank you very much. More details to come. George Zorak was supposed to join us tonight, and he did not. And I'm sure that's got a pretty good reason as to why he didn't. And it's okay. And even if he didn't have a good reason, He's like six foot three and 300 pounds. And I would never say anything because he would squash me like an ant. So on that note, we will be back tomorrow night. Same time, same place, because the sick podcast goes weeknights at 10 p.m. Eastern. I can't wait for Saturday night, folks, because I got to tell you, I love watching hockey. And I love watching all 82 games. Sometimes I wish the seasons were shorter. I'm not going to lie to you. And I love the matchups versus all the teams. And there's always an interesting storyline. But for me, there's just something pretty special still. Over 100 years later, there's just something pretty special about the Canadians and the Bruins. And the Boston Bruins visit the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night. That's going to be pretty cool. So once again, thank you all for watching. I want to thank energy transportation group for being a great partner of the sick podcast energy transportation group a leading full service logistics provider serving all of north america driven to be different mike chinquino and sean gerard uh we talked to you about uh libita tb brewed in quebec whenever it does international awards libita tb offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste libita tb embrace your true nature distributed by the geloso beverage group of course Shop all your licensed lifestyle apparel, sports apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts, your favorite teams, and all major leagues at sportbuffshop.com. Use code SICK10 for 10% off of all of their items. Folks, I don't know if you had a chance to see it yet, but tonight was the debut of Cooking with Legends. It's a three-part video series featuring members of the Montreal Canadiens family, past or present. Tonight was the unveiling of episode number one. I was in the kitchen with Montreal Canadiens captain Nick Suzuki. It was a lot of fun hanging out with Nick Suzuki a couple of weeks ago. And if you want to check it out, Check out my social media platforms, and I have put the link up. Hellman's Canada Partner and Hellman's Cooking with Legends. It was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. 
I told Nick he would get going, and Nick Suzuki scored a very nice goal last game and scored a very big goal tonight. The Canadians win 3-2 in overtime on goals by Michael Matheson, Nick Suzuki, and Cole Caulfield, Caden Primo, and Michael Matheson especially. They were on fire tonight. I love this machine. I really do. I really do love this machine. All right, there you have it. Franiello, Sammy, and Juliana at Master Control. If you like the podcast tonight, like it, share it with your friends, comment sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. It's our way of feeling the love. They are Cavallaro. I'm Tony Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. 